welcome to Jeff Pasito Reads. I'm Jeff Pasito, and this is today's story. Static, Chapter 4 I awoke in darkness. I awoke alone. I didn't know who was supposed to be with me, but I knew that I wasn't alone when I fell asleep, and shouldn't be alone now. I moved to stand up from what felt like a hard plastic bed, and I was suddenly standing. I looked around myself, eyes stretching wide open and squinting back down, trying to see. I waited for my eyes to adjust, for my pupils to stretch and adjust to the darkness, but no auras appeared. No malformed silhouettes of light triggered my photoreceptors. I tried angling my focus, trying to catch the edge of where my sixth sense perceived an object to be, so that the rods that spiraled through my retinas could sharpen a monotone image in my periphery, but nothing came out. I brought both my hands up in a defensive, protective position as I flexed my eyelids again, hoping for some perception of this world. Something brushed my cheek and I started. Springing into an animalistic flight response, I tried to spin my cheek away from the invisible offending object. The touch persisted, and it became a hand, fingers pawing at my face, mashing my cheek and stabbing at my jawline. I flailed my arms in retaliation, trying to swat my assailant away, but there was nothing there. Only darkness. Only silence. I opened my mouth as if to scream. Blinding light hit me all at once. My mouth clamped shut and I shuddered, sinking back, tears instantly welling up in my eyes as I pressed them shut, barreling the palms of my hands into my sockets to block the assault. Phosphine streaked across the dark canvas momentarily, followed by a slowly creeping corona of yellow blood red. I need you. Now. It took my brain a minute to catch up. I felt slight, inconsistent bumps bounce me up and down in a gentle sway. I was in a car. That's right, I was in a car. Was I driving? No. No, that was big country. He was driving. That was his voice that called out. It was a little calmer than it had been over the past few days. A little more easiness to his tone. And Jared was here too. I was in a car with Jared and Big Country heading, well, somewhere. I didn't know where. That wasn't a remnant of the haze of sleep wearing off. I never knew where. Why'd you do that? I accused him. I wasn't exactly sure what I thought he had done, but it seemed the right thing to say. He didn't answer. Back to this then, I guess. The silence grew between us as I raced to piece together the last few moments and figure out what he had done that I was blaming him for. I blinked my eyes rapidly against the piercing midday sun. First my left, then my right, each in turn adapting to my surroundings and slowly focusing in the gray-black dashboard in front of me with its inlaid faux leather pattern. Why had my sleep program gone blank? It should have been running the whole time, keeping me in a calm state of slumber. But instead, I was staring at this void as I awoke. Nothing but infinite end all around me. Why? I was starting to speak again, about to ask him that question as it plagued me, not knowing why I thought he should have the answer. But he cut me off when the single syllable was just a half-formed croak in my throat. Because I need you. Now. 
I was still squinting, that noon sun penetrating every inch of the world around me, and barely made out the faint nod he made to the outside world, beyond my passenger side window. I turned slowly, blinking a little more incessantly as the sight streaked past my window. Signs and trees flowed into one another as a steady stream of colorful swirls. A few more blinks and my vision started to sharpen. I started to focus on the poplars as we passed, and the road markers denoting our distance from civilization. I knew where we were just before the giant blue sign with Daigle reflective letters sped by, proclaiming, Welcome to Crystal Falls, population 1,024,000. We need a home. Big Country cut the silence again, his words still sharp but wrapped in a warmer, gentler shell. I knew he meant we needed a place to stay. I also knew he meant for free. I glanced back over my left shoulder at Jared. For some odd reason, I assumed he could be of some help in this situation. Of course, he was still lying there, relays clamped over his eyes and leaking flashes of cathode light across his high cheekbones and prominent brow. The fluctuating whine of his base unit polluted the consistent grind of the car's tires as they peeled against the asphalt below us. Thank you for listening to today's story. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can reach me by email at jeff at That's J-E-F-F at P-A-C-I-T-T-O dot com. On Twitter at jpacitoreads, or visit our website at pasito.com. See you soon. Some additional sound effects for this episode are from zapsplat.com and used under their standard license. All contents of this audio broadcast are copyrighted by Jeff Pasito.